Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, and we're super excited to be with you again today. Um, I wanted to welcome Pastor Solomon Forianza again with us. He was in a previous podcast, so welcome. Thank you very much, Pastor Chantel. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I look forward to a great discussion today. Yes, yes, me too. I always um, enjoy being with you. I want us to jump right into this. I think it's really powerful. The other night we were on a Zoom call speaking to um, incredible friends in Brazil. Yes. And we were talking about David and some of the limitations that people put on him. And the name of the message that I had, it was called David. You can overcome limitations others put on you. And I thought maybe it would be really cool to hear from you some of the takeaways, but I'm going to outline some of the areas that he he had some limitations. Um, number one, um, see, everyone told David he had he had no potential, but he was able to, number one, go beyond his family, which was relational limitations. Mm-hmm. He was able to, number two, go beyond King Saul's leadership limitations. Yeah. Number three, go beyond Goliath's, which was skill limitations. Yes. And gosh, this is just so powerful. It really speaks to everyone. It is very powerful. If if there's ever a, a scripture or a story that impacts us that we can learn from is the story of David. And we see David overcoming all these limitations and more. And a lot of the times when God calls us, uh, because those who are closest to us are family, it is most likely that they will be the first to think that mm, I'm not sure that this is going to happen. And so that is one area that we have to overcome if we're going to ever be successful. We have to believe in ourselves in spite of all the things a family can put our way because family don't see the potential. They just see you as you. They see you with your mistakes. They see you when you're down. They see you with your weakness and all your struggles. But uh, Sometimes even uh, your bankruptcies and all the things, that's all they see. And that can hinder them from seeing the true you and the way God sees you. So you have to make sure that you overcome that relational limitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was, his, you know, Jesse, when he heard um, that the prophet Samuel was coming, Jesse lined up all his boys and, and he was so excited. And I wrote about, I mean, I spoke about how, Probably he and his wife, they were talking about how, wow, who is he going to pick? And they probably thought about all the skills their sons have. But one thing happened, which is just kind of sad, really, is they left David out, left yeah. him in the field, didn't even consider him. And uh, I can relate to that. I know all of us can at some point in our life. The, the thing that really happened was, as good as all those people were, and even Samuel himself, the prophet Samuel himself, they were looking at the the, the natural. When he first saw his David's older brother, Samuel was like, behold, the anointed of the Lord. That was what he thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is Samuel. He has been prophesying since he was a child. And the Lord said, uh-uh, don't look at the way the person looks. 
I have rejected him because I look at the heart. And a lot of the times, even our own pastors, pastors, spiritual leaders over us may not necessarily know exactly what God has for you. And that's, that's probably a word for somebody here because sometimes we, we, we esteem ministers so high that we think that just because they are anointed, and of course they are anointed, and they are spiritual overseers, that therefore they understand everything that God wants to do to us, sorry, do with us. And I believe that we have to realize that sometimes it doesn't matter how anointed, how loving they even are, that they may not necessarily know everything that God wants to, to do with us. And so we have to come to the place where we can hear God for ourselves and believe in ourselves. Very important. That's so good. That's so good. You know, I want to do a leadership conference maybe next year where it's a spiritual conference. And like just what we just talked about there, you, you have to be careful who you hire. And there's been many times where I've hired someone thinking they have all of it together. They look good. They The resume looks good. Everything lines up. But when they start dealing with people and issues with people, they might have all the tasks down, but that doesn't matter because when someone comes in and they cannot have a great environment and culture with the people, it's a disaster. So you thought, gosh, I brought this person in. They had everything on the, all the paperwork looked good. But when you threw them in there with the people, which is a big thing with me, because yeah. you can have all the tasks you want, but if the person leading those tasks cannot connect with the people, it's it's not good. It changes your culture. It could be your church culture. It could be everything. It just it messes everything up. It's too important. So it's just that's a prime example. So you have to be really careful who you hire. You you have to make sure they have the people skills as well. Yeah. God told Samuel, do not look at the stature or the outward appearance. I look at the heart. I look at the core. So you we have to lift up our perspective and begin to see people through the eyes of God, begin to see life through the eyes of God and to as much as possible, trust God to make choices through the wisdom of God. Otherwise we will always fall short. So um, leaders, especially even in the marketplace should try as much as possible not to rush through their decision-making. Give yourself a little moment, you know, and, and ponder it. Even if you're not someone who prays and, and believes even prayer, you can just give yourself some time and ponder it. And, and you'll be surprised the choices that you'll be able to make. Very, very good choices. If you give yourself just a few more minutes or even days just to think through the choice. Right. All right. So very good um, breakdown of the limitations that David spoke to spoke of David had about the family. Now let's go on to the limitations he overcame through key, the King Saul's that is leadership limitations. And we touched on it just a little bit, but let's yeah. go deeper. Let's go deeper into, um, you know, gosh, I think it's so important as a boss, as someone who leads other people that you take your leadership hat, your title off and lay it aside and use it only as you need it. People already know that you had that position. You don't have to push it, you know, to them. 
They already know you have a position. And it's so refreshing to have a leader that walks alongside with you and is not competing with you. And Saul, he turned that whole thing around where he was competing with David. You made some very interesting remarks. Um, You talked about how Saul put his armor on David. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, it's as though he's trying to to support David, but first of all, he he was way taller than David. I don't see how he could imagine that his armor would fit. And secondly, um, he it, it was as though that he was actually trying to take credit for it, so that if if David managed to slay Goliath, he would say, "Of course, he would do it because he was wearing my armor." Oh, and yeah. I think that sometimes leaders don't give their their followers room to explore and room to be themselves. And I think you hit a lot on the the Saul's Saul's armor. I know that's one thing they talk about. Can you can you mention a little bit more? Yes, yes. So I have some of my notes here. Um so uh, what I talked about sweet when Saul realized Pastor Solomon that he was going that, that David was going to fight Goliath. When he realized that he tried to put his armor on David, he wanted David to attack Goliath, which was the problem, like he would do it. And see, it's like Saul sat there on the side of the hill. He had the skills. He was huge. He looked like a king. He looked like a warrior, but he could not get himself to do it. And when someone, this little boy, <laughs> jumped up and said, look, I, I you know, I, I can do this. So he tried his armor on because, um, you see, David was intimidated by him. So, I mean, of course David didn't want that armor. He knew he had the voice of the Lord. He knew he had his strength. He knew that he'd been in the field for years set aside, but he knew this was his time. And so I wrote down that he intimidated him. Of course, the armor didn't fit. And David realized he didn't want a substitute. He wanted him to do it. And I think that's just so powerful. Go ahead on that. Yeah, I, I like it. And, and one of the things that can become a limitation on somebody who wants to rise is a leader who wants to force his perspectives, his armor, his old ways. Uh, Jesus said, do not put new wine into old wine skins. Who want to force old ways, his own ways of doing things that have failed on you. And or a leader who's envious of you, who's jealous of you, who doesn't who doesn't see himself as somebody called to help you move to the next level, but he has to be the one always in charge. And so this is something to watch for. And and the only way David escaped uh, this whole attack that Saul brought on him is by remembering who he is and what he has accomplished. He said, what? I have killed lions and bears without any armor, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and with my sling. So you always have to be confident in yourself and in the God who called you and the skills that he had endowed you with. So that is something that we have to be aware of if we're going to overcome leadership limitations. Now, let's talk about the final insult. Of course, he was insulted by his family, and it just there's just so much here, but we don't have a whole lot of time. But the final insult came 
you know, Goliath didn't even think he had an even opponent potential. He didn't even think, David, are you kidding me? He's not even good enough to be an opponent. My goodness. Yeah. And that, that was horrible. And then the final insult came when Goliath saw him advancing to meet him in battle. The huge, the huge Philistine took one look at the shepherd boy and reacted negatively. And it talks about that in 1 Samuel 17, 43, if you want to read more. But, you know, what's so bad is... Um, this is what really got me, Pastor Solomon. Goliath, he despised David, and he believed the boy was not even worthy of a proper burial. <laughs> and with those words, he attacked him. It's terrible. It, a lot of the times, we will, we, will, we will face a lot of opposition from, from every angle. And the most hurtful really attacks us at the core of our being emotionally. And when people discredit you and come to a place where they don't believe that you can do it. And, and so we have to rise up on the inside. I was thinking about when God tells um, Joshua that I will be with you as I was with Moses, but you have to be strong and courageous. You see, God is not a problem. God is with each and every one of us, regardless of our size, regardless of our skills. God was with David. And the only way David was going to overcome is if he believed in himself. So the, the attack that Goliath came against Goliath against David was, first of all, emotional. He had to belittle him, make him look down on himself so that he can overcome him. But if you can overcome that self-doubt, that uh, self-worthlessness, then you're ready to move up and overcome. So that is very key. Self-confidence is very key. And obviously, David did not pay attention to a word he said because he had spent time he had spent time meditating on the word, and he was so full of confidence that not even a giant, a giant killer at that, could even tear him down. David had been practicing his slingshot over and over thousands of times in the field with bears and lions. That He had had a lot of practice. And sometimes we despise environments training that God put us in because we are so much in a hurry to be successful. And so we all just want to get out. But if we will pay attention to where we are at right now, right now you are in training. You are in training. And God is developing the skills over and over and over and over and over. I was watching the movie Togo last, last night about the, the dog that, that helped with the Alaskan uh, pandemic uh, in those days, the pandemic that broke out there. And it, it took 12 years for that dog to come to the place where it could lead a pack through through the snow and through all dangerous terrain. Taking 12 years of just doing different runs over and over and over and over and over again until it is ready at the right time to be able to execute. And so we have to pay attention mm -hmm. to where we are at right now God is using it to prepare us. That's so good. And we, we have so much we could talk on. We, we should do another podcast later to kind of uh, go deeper into this. We've just touched the surface. But to leave uh, the listeners with um, David, if, if we saw David 
walking down the street, what would his words of encouragement after all he'd been through? Um, he, he had to start out with nothing but hope and potential. And a lot of times that's all we have is hope and potential. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, you would talk about Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, and we have to realize that God is watching over us because of that. We will not want, he leads you to quiet waters leads you to green pastures. And even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, do not be afraid. It doesn't matter what is going on. Trust that the Lord is faithful. We got to believe that he is faithful and he will see us through and bring us to a place of blessing, a place where he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Oh, that's so refreshing. Well, thank you, Pastor Solomon. I know the listeners will really get a lot out of this. We'd love to hear from you. You can, Pastor Solomon, tell them how you they can um, find out more about you. Hear some of your teachings on um, on the Facebook. Yes, you can go to wisdomhousechurch.org. Um, all of our teachings are on there. We are also on YouTube. You can find us, Wisdom House Church. Um, you have, we're on Facebook, Wisdom House Church. Of course, my name is Solomon Ofori. I'm sorry, it's very unique. Uh, you can um, Google me and connect with me on Facebook. Okay, well, again, thank you so much. This has been so refreshing. We can all relate to David in all walks of our life and uh, just a powerful time with you. Thank you again. For more information on Christian International, visit christianinternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.